We are now just one day away from a crucial point in the 2024 presidential race, the first Republican primary debate. And can anyone carve out a clear path to the White House? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Eight GOP candidates will make their case for the White House when they take the stage in Milwaukee tomorrow night after former President Donald Trump, who is the front runner in the race, announced he would skip the debate. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is the polling leader and will be front and center alongside Vivek Ramaswamy. Despite the spotlight on the crowded Republican field, President Joe Biden has come under fire for repeatedly speaking about, on the record, telling stories that have long been debunked, especially during his recent trip to Maui, where residents are still recovering from wildfires. Take a listen. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. I remember spending time at, uh, you know, uh, going to uh, the, uh, you know, the Tree of Life synagogue, speaking with the men. I used to tell Frank Church this. I got my first job offer where I wanted my wife, deceased wife and I, wanted to move to Idaho because we think not a joke. Such a beautiful, beautiful state. And I interviewed for a job at Boise Cascade. I did not walk in the shoes of generations of students who walked these grounds. But I walked other grounds because I'm so damn old I was there as well. <laughs> Seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested anyway. I was appointed to the academy in 1965 by a senator who I was running against in 1972. <laughs> Never planned it that way. I was, wasn't old enough to be sworn in. I was only 29 years old when I was running. He was a fine man. His name was J. Caleb Boggs. I didn't come to the academy because I wanted to be a football star. We are joined for more by Amy Tarkanen, a political strategist. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So a lot of gaffes from President Joe Biden. Many say they want a fresh voice. What's your analysis? Well, I would agree with that uh, statement. I, I think the fact that, it, you know, historically, President Biden, even as senator, we do know for a fact that he has plagiarized. He has repeatedly lied about his upbringings, also about his adult life and, and claiming that, you know, he was raised in, in certain ethnic uh, neighborhoods, which were found to be false, that he attended certain uh, religious churches, which we found later to, to be also lies. Um, and, it, and they just continue. He actually, he just rambles at this point, which is very sad to watch because we're watching an individual not just lie, but he's deteriorating before our very eyes. And so his lies now, it's almost like a, a teenager who's been caught and they're trying to make up a reason of why they didn't come home on time. And they're just grasping for straws. This man clearly is not well, and I think it's unfortunate that his handlers and the uh, the folks who are surrounding him continue to put him out in the public view like this. So before we jump over to the GOP side, you know, we are seeing President Biden. He's trying to sell his economic agenda ahead of the election. Are voters buying it? 
No, they're not. And in fact, earlier today, I, I just drove in from San Francisco to pick my daughter up from the airport. And the gas out there is almost $7. And we're now in, in 2023. And we thought that things were supposed to be moving in the in the right direction and gas was supposed to be going down, but people are not feeling it in their pocketbooks. And so it doesn't matter how many times President Biden says that things are going well and that things are great and the economy is moving in the right direction. It sure doesn't feel that way. Now, Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. are in the race to challenge the Democratic incumbent, President Biden. Should the DNC host debates? Well, they absolutely should. Now, unfortunately, there is a strategy and we're seeing it on both the GOP and the Democratic side where the front runners are so far ahead that they feel that it's more benefit to not participate because, you know, you could actually, as we were just discussing, Biden could actually have another gaffe or maybe 10 that would actually hurt his reelection possibilities. President Trump, he's on the GOP side. You know, he's his own worst enemy and doesn't have a filter. He could also, uh, you know, harm his, his opportunity to become president once again. And so I do think, though, it's a disservice to the voters. I think it's important that we hear from all candidates that even the front runners who, uh, you know, think that, uh, the voters know exactly where they stand on all the issues at this point. I don't think that they should uh, be behaving in a way where they feel like they're above all the other candidates who are just all truly wanting to do what's best in their view for the country. So you kind of previewed this a little bit as we talked about the Republican primary debate is tomorrow. And we do know that President Trump has decided to skip the first debate way back when Ronald Reagan had done the same thing when he was high in the polls. So, you know, what do you do you think that now there might be just average viewers above average or below average? You know, do you think voters are still going to tune in? Well, I'm certainly going to tune in, and I know a number of my friends are going to tune in. Um, and those of us who actually, as you mentioned at, at the beginning of this, you know, with President Biden and people wanting a fresh voice, there are Republicans such as myself that also want a fresh voice on the GOP side. So I am looking for uh, an, another individual um, who can maybe push forward the issues and policies that I believe would be most beneficial uh, to the U.S., but in a different and a different personality, a different persona. And uh, whether if that be a female or a male, just somebody who's new, um, somebody who's more of a statesman or stateswoman, um, but still can exude strength. And so I, I think it's very important for people to tune in. You never know what's going to happen in the world of politics. Things change very quickly, even though President Trump is uh, at this point scheduled to be the nominee. You just never know. There you go. So now no issue hits voters harder than the ones that hit their wallets directly. And with consumer prices up nearly 16 percent, they say that they're feeling pain pretty much everywhere they turn. What do you think are some of the issues that the candidates should try to discuss tomorrow night? Well, definitely the economy is going to be a main focus, just as I touched on gas prices uh, still slowly, you know, you know 
increasing once again, which, you know, we're all kind of shocked that it's happening. Um, but we still have an increase in uh, produce and in food, bread, milk, eggs, all the basics. And so a, a number of families are having to cut, cut back um, in those areas. And we just had school start, right? School just started back up. So you still have to be able to make the kids their lunches and make sure that they've had a good breakfast before they go uh, to have a full day's you know, school. And so, you know, these are concerns that moms and dads have, making sure that they can put food on the table. And then I think also, too, we still need to focus on things such as safety and immigration. That's going to be a big topic. And then, unfortunately, we have the social issues, which I think that the Republicans haven't done so well on when it comes to messaging, um, specifically on abortion. And so when you have somebody like a Governor Ron DeSantis, who was applauded at his home state of Florida in signing the heartbeat bill at six weeks, uh, you know, making abortion illegal, uh, you know, that actually makes pro-choice individuals extremely nervous. I've had four kids and you have an ultrasound, you know, anywhere's around 10 weeks. So that right there, I think, is going to be a big hurdle for Republicans um, to overcome. So they're going to have to really fine tune that message and make sure that those who are more moderate, um, those who are pro-choice, I'm pro-life, but for those who are pro-choice um, to feel at ease uh, with this scenario. With about 30 seconds left, can anyone have a breakout moment? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have a few of the candidates who are excellent speakers, whether if you agree with them on policy or not. Vivek uh, uh, Ramaswamy is actually a very well-spoken individual. And I'm actually hearing from a number of Republican friends of mine that they are interested more in what he has to say. I know a number of folks who actually uh, love hearing from Senator Tim Scott. So if they can come out with a couple of, you know, one or two line zingers, um, you know, maybe not even focus on Donald Trump, but, but focus more on where they see, uh, you know, the, the future and, and have a vision for our country and be able to, to do it well, I think that there is opportunity. Great. Thanks so much. More Ticker News right after this.